99th sign. Once at the time of Fajr, which is the obligatory prayer performed at dawn, I received the revelation. Today some money will arrive from a relative of Haji Arbab Muhammad Lashkar Khan. I communicated this prophecy to two Ariyas of Qadian, Sharampat and Malawamal, in the morning. That is long before the mail delivery time. But on account of their religious hostility, both the Aryas insisted that they would only believe if one of them went to the post office. The sub-postmaster also happened to be a Hindu. I accepted their request, and when the time of postal delivery approached, Malawamal, out of the two, went to collect the mail. He returned with a letter in which it was stated that Sarwar Khan had sent 10 rupees. This gave rise to a new dispute as to who Sarwar Khan was and whether or not he was related to Muhammad Lashkar Khan. The Aryas had a right to settle this matter so that the truth may be ascertained. A letter was thereafter written to Munshi Ilahi Baksh, accountant and author of Asai Musa, who was in Hoti Martan at the time, and had not yet turned against me about the dispute at hand and the matter that required the answer, namely, whether Sarwar Khan was related to Muhammad Lashkar Khan or not. A few days later, Munshi Ilahi Bakhsh's reply was received from Hoti Mardan, in which it was written that Sarwar Khan was the son of Arbab Lashkar Khan. Upon this, both Daryas were left speechless. Now understand that this is the kind of knowledge of the unseen which reason cannot propose anyone besides God to be capable of. In this prophecy, the witnesses on both sides are my opponents. That is, on the one hand, there are the two Aryas to whom I communicated the prophecy, and one of them had gone to the post office to collect the letter, and on the other hand is Munshi Ilahi Baksh, who is stationed at Lahore these days, and who published the book Asai Musa against me, and criticized me to his heart's content. Of course, I only ask this much that these witnesses on both sides be required not merely to state but to testify an oath because both Malawamal and Sharampat are two bigoted Aryas who have published advertisements against me and Munshi Ilahi Baksh has tried to mislead many people by compiling Asai Musa against me. Therefore, no option is left without testifying on oath. In addition, there are so many others who know about this prophecy. They also know that a letter was sent to Munshi Ilahi Baksh and that the aforesaid reply had, in fact, been received. Hence, it is absolutely impossible for the two Ariyas to deny the prophecy or for Ilahi Baksh to refuse to acknowledge that he sent the letter. Even if they do refuse, the point can still be settled whether Sarwar Khan does or does not have any relationship with Arbab Lashkar Khan. Hundredth Sign is a prophecy recorded on page 241 of Prahina Ahmadiyya, which reads as follows. Translation Despair not of the mercy of Allah. Hearken. Indeed, the mercy of Allah is near. Hearken, the help of Allah is near. Hearken, the help of Allah is near. Help will come to you by every track. People will come to you by every route, so that the track will become deep due to the excessive travel. Allah will help you from Himself. It is incumbent upon you not to be arrogant towards them and you must not get tired of receiving them in large numbers. See Brahina Ahmadiyya, page 241, published 1881 and 1882, printed at the Safida Hind Press, Amritsar. Footnote start. The reference text appears in the 2016 English translation of Brahina Ahmadiyya, page 208 to 209 and 211 to 212 and also Ruhani Khuzain, Volume 1, pages 267 to 268,
published in 2008, footnote end. 25 years have now passed since this prophecy was published in Brahina Ahmadiyya. This prophecy dates back to the time when I was hidden in obscurity, and none of these people who are now with me knew me. And I was not one of those who are renowned for any authority. In short, there was nothing, and I was just one in a crowd, utterly unknown. With the exception of a few people who already knew my family, there was not a single person who had any bond with me. This is such an event that none of the inhabitants of Qadian can testify against. Thereafter, in order to fulfill this prophecy, God Almighty caused his servants to turn towards me, and people came to Qadian in droves and continue to do so. They have given to me and continue to give cash and goods and gifts of every variety with such profusion that I simply cannot count. The Malvis did create obstacles and tried their utmost to stop people from turning to me, so much so that religious edicts were obtained even from Makkah, and nearly 200 Malvis issued edicts of apostasy against me. Even edicts that I deserved to be killed were published, but they were frustrated in all their efforts, and the result was that my jamaat spread throughout all the towns and villages of the Punjab and took root in many places throughout India. In fact, even some Europeans and Americans embraced Islam and joined this Jamaat. So many people flocked to Qadian that the road to Qadian became rutted at several places by the sheer number of horse-driven carriages. One must reflect very carefully upon this prophecy and deliberate over it with careful consideration. Had this prophecy not been from God, this storm of opposition that had arisen, causing the population throughout the entire Punjab and India to turn against me, to the point they wanted to crush me under their feet would certainly have succeeded in its arduous efforts and would have destroyed me, but they failed one and all. And I know that all their uproar and all their efforts to destroy me and the raging storm in my opposition was not because God had intended to destroy me. Rather, this occurred so that the signs of God might appear and that the Lord of power, who cannot be subdued by anyone, may demonstrate his might and power against those people and manifest the sign of his power. And thus he did. Who was aware and who had the knowledge that I, who had been sown as a tiny seed and was trampled thereafter under the feet of thousands while tempests blew and storms raged and the clamor of rebellion swept like a flood over the insignificant seed that I was, would yet have survived all these calamities? This seed, by the grace of God, was not to be wasted. On the contrary, it sprouted and grew and flourished and stands today as a giant tree under whose shade rest as many as 300,000 people. Such are the works of God that transcend human comprehension. God cannot be defeated by anyone. O people, will you not for once display a sense of shame before God? Can you produce any such precedent from the life of an impostor? Had this been a human enterprise, there was no need at all for you to oppose and take so much trouble to kill me. God alone was sufficient to destroy me. When the plague broke out in the country, many people claimed that this man, i.e. me, would be killed by the plague. But awe-striking is the providence of God that all those people, one and all, themselves died of the plague, whereas addressing me, God said, I shall protect you and the plague shall not come close to you. Indeed, he also told me to tell people, Do not threaten us with fire, i.e. the plague. Fire is our servant, nay, rather, it is the servant of our servants. He also said to me, I shall stand guard over this house of yours, and everyone who is within these four walls shall remain immune from the plague. This is exactly what happened. 
In this vicinity, everyone knows that entire villages were wiped out by the ravages of the plague, and all around us it was like doomsday, but God kept us safe. 101st sign. In 1904, when I was traveling to Jhelum in connection with Karam Deen's criminal case, I received the revelation, meaning that I shall show you my blessings in every aspect. This revelation was immediately communicated to the entire Jamaat and was even published in the newspaper Al-Hakam. This prophecy found its fulfillment in the following manner. When I approached Chelum, an estimated more than 10,000 persons were gathered to meet me. Footnote start. On the way onward from Lahar at Gujrawala, Wazirabad, Gujarat, etc., so many people came to the stations to meet me that it became difficult to maintain order at the stations. Platform tickets were sold out and people thronged the platforms even without tickets. Due to the large crowds on the platform, the train was halted for longer periods and it was with extremely polite persuasion that the railway personnel were able to peel people away from the train. At some stations, people kept hanging on to the moving train for some distance. It was feared that someone might get killed. Hostile newspapers like Banjai Folad also reported these events. Footnote end. The entire road was crowded with people who were full of such humility as bordered on prostating. The crowd at the district court and its environs was so large that the officials were simply stunned. As many as 1,100 men and about 200 women pledged bed with me and were initiated into this jamaat. The suit which Karamdeen had filed against me was dismissed, and many out of devotion and humility gave gifts and presents. Thus, I returned to Kadian enriched with blessings from every direction, and thus did God Almighty fulfill the prophecy with great clarity. 102nd Sign There is the following prophecy recorded in Brahin Ahmadiyya. Translation God is free from every imperfection. He is the Lord of all blessings. He will enhance your prestige. The name and remembrance of your forefathers will be cut off, and God shall lay the foundation of your family's prestige through you. Footnote start. This revelation also indicated that all my parental sources of income would dry up and God Almighty would bestow new blessings. Accordingly, some of the sources of my father's income were confiscated by the government and some passed on to the collaterals and I was left empty-handed. God then gave me everything from himself. Footnote end. See Ibrahim Ahmadiyya, page 490. Footnote start. In Rohani Khazain, this prophecy is in volume 1 on page 582. In the 2016 English translation of Ibrahim Ahmadiyya, part 4, this prophecy is on page 367. Footnote end. This prophecy belongs to a time when no excellence of any kind was attributed to me. I was so obscure as if I did not exist in this world. Some 30 years have passed since this prophecy was made. What is remarkable is the clarity with which this prophecy has been fulfilled, for thousands now belong to the fold of my Jamaat. Who could have foreseen that my renown in this world would spread to such an extent? Pitiable, indeed, is the condition of those who do not ponder over the signs of God. Moreover, as was promised in this prophecy, the foundation was laid of the abundance of my progeny because I was blessed with four sons, one grandson, and two daughters who had not been born at that time. 103rd sign. Once during the days of rampant plague, when Qadian was also affected, Malvi Muhammad Ali, M.A., 
developed severe fever. He believed that most probably it was plague, and like a dying person, he made a will and apprised Mufti Muhammad Sadiq of everything. He was living in a part of my house about which God had revealed. I shall safeguard all those who dwell in this house. At that time, I visited him to inquire about his health. Finding him anxious and worried, I said to him, If you have contracted plague, then I am a liar, and my claim to be the recipient of revelation is false. Having said this, I put my hand on his pulse. I witnessed this magnificent example of the providence of God, that as soon as I touched him, I found his body to be cool without any trace of fever. 104th Sign Once my younger son Mubarak Ahmed fell ill. He was experiencing a series of fainting spells. I was busy praying in the house beside him. A number of ladies were sitting near him when one of them suddenly cried out, Now stop it, praying, for the child has died. At this I came close to the child and placed my hand over his body and turned my attention to God Almighty. And after two or three minutes the boy began to breathe and I could feel the beat of his pulse and the child came to life. Thereupon it occurred to me that the raising of the dead by Esau, peace be upon him, was also of this kind, but then the ignorant exaggerated it. 105th Sign Once it was shown to me in a dream concerning my brother, the late Mirza Ram Qadir, that only a few days were left of his life, and they were at the most 15 days. After this, he suddenly became very ill and was reduced to a mere skeleton. He became so emaciated that when he was lying in bed, it was hardly noticeable whether someone was lying in the bed or it was empty. He had incontinence of stools and urine, and he was unconscious most of the time. My father, the late Mirza Ghulam Murtada, was a very skilled physician, declared his condition to be hopeless and beyond cure, and that his life was merely a matter of a few more days. I was full of youthful vigor at the time and had the strength to undertake spiritual exercises. I am by nature a firm believer in the omnipotence of God. Indeed, who can ascertain the limits of his powers? Nothing is impossible to him except for things that are contrary to his promise or inconsistent with his glory and counter to his oneness. Therefore, despite this hopeless condition, I started praying for him. I had appointed in my mind that through this prayer I wished to enhance my spiritual cognition with regard to three things. First, I wanted to see if I am worthy enough in the sight of the Lord of Honor that my prayer is accepted. Second, is it possible for the dreams or revelations received in the form of a warning to be deferred or not? Third, is it possible for a patient who has been reduced to a mere skeleton to be cured through prayer or not? Thus, I started to pray on this basis. I swear by him in whose hands my life is that his condition began to change for the better simultaneously with the prayer. In the meantime, I saw him in another dream walking in the courtyard on his own feet, whereas his real condition was such that he needed assistance even to change his side on the bed. After I had prayed for 15 days, there was visible signs of recovery in his condition and he expressed his desire to walk a few steps. He got up with a little assistance and started walking with the help of a stick and then he discarded the stick. He was restored to full health in a few days. After this, he lived for 15 years and then he died, which shows that God had changed the 15 days of his life into 15 years. Such indeed is our God who also maintains the power even to change his prophecies, albeit our adversaries adhere to that he is not omnipotent. 106th sign. 
Once I beheld God Almighty in a spiritual manifestation. I wrote many prophecies with my own hand, which meant that such and such events should happen, and then I presented that paper to God Almighty for his signature. Allah the Almighty signed it without any hesitation in red ink. At the time of signing, he flicked the pen as one does when the pen carries more than the required amount of ink. Then he affixed his signature. I was very emotional at that time with the thought of how great the kindness and favor of God Almighty is upon me, that God Almighty has placed his signature on whatever I desired without any hesitation. Right at that moment I woke up. Me Abdullah of Sanor was kneading my feet at that time in the mosque chamber. In front of him, out of nowhere, drops of red ink fell on my shirt and his cap also. The strange thing is that the falling of the red drops and the flicking of the pen was simultaneous. There was not a second's difference between the two. An uninitiated person will not understand this mystery. He will doubt it, because to him it will merely appear to be a matter of a dream. But one who has knowledge of spiritual phenomena cannot doubt that God can create something out of nothing in this very fashion. In short, I related the entire incident to me, Abdullah, at that time, tears were streaming down my eyes. Abdullah, who is a witness to this, was deeply moved, and he acquired that shirt of mine as a holy relic, which is still in his possession. 107th Sign I had announced in the newspaper on many occasions prior to the earthquakes that major earthquakes shall strike the world to the extent that the earth shall be turned upside down. Everyone knows about the earthquakes which struck San Francisco and Formosa in accordance with my prophecy. But the terrible earthquake that recently hit the state of Chile in South America on August 16, 1906, was no less devastating than the earlier ones. It destroyed 15 cities and towns of varying sizes and thousands of lives were lost. A million people are still homeless. Those who are ignorant might object, how could this be a sign? since these earthquakes did not touch the Punjab. But they do not know that God is the God of the entire world and not merely of the Punjab. He has given these warnings not just to the Punjab, but to the entire world. It is indeed unfortunate not to pay heed to the prophecies of God Almighty and not to read the word of God with careful consideration and to try all the time to somehow conceal the truth. But the truth cannot be concealed by such denials. Bear in mind that God has informed me about the coming of earthquakes in general, so know it with certainty that just as in keeping with the prophecy there have been earthquakes in America and also in Europe, so will they occur in different parts of Asia, and some of them will be like the doomsday. There will be death on such a large scale that streams of blood will flow. Even birds and grazing animals will not escape this death. Such destruction will overtake the earth and has not happened since man was created. Most places will be turned upside down as if they had never been inhabited. There will also be other terrible afflictions both in heaven and earth to the extent that every sensible person will realize that they are not ordinary phenomena and no trace of them will be found in books of physics or philosophy. Then people will be seized by anxiety and they will wonder what is going to happen. Many will be delivered and many will perish. Those days are near, indeed they are at the door, when the world shall witness the spectacle of a doomsday. Not only the earthquakes, but other terrible calamities will also appear, some from heaven and some from earth. This will occur because mankind has abandoned the worship of their God and have fallen upon materialism with all their heart, all their resolve, and all their thoughts, 
Had I not come, these calamities might have been delayed a little, but with my coming the hidden designs of God's wrath that had remained hidden for a long time have been manifested as God said. We never punish until we have sent a messenger. Surah Bani Israel, chapter 17, verse 16 of the Holy Quran. And those who repent shall find security, and those who fear before the calamity overtakes them will be shown mercy. Do you reckon that you will be saved from the earthquakes or that you can save yourself by your own machinations? Absolutely not. All human works will come to an end that day. Do not imagine that America, etc. were hit hard by severe earthquakes while your country remains safe from them. Rather, I see that perhaps you will encounter greater adversity than them. O Europe, you are not safe, and O Asia, neither are you secure, and O dwellers of islands, no artificial god will come to your aid. I see cities falling and habitations in ruin. That one and unique god remains silent for a long time. Abominations were committed before his eyes, and still he remains silent, but now he shall reveal his countenance in awe-striking manner. Let him who has ears hear that the hour is not far. I strive to bring everyone under the protection of God, but the ordained decrees had to be fulfilled. I say it truly that this country's turn is also drawing near. The age of Nuh, Noah, shall appear before your eyes, and you will witness with your own eyes the incident of the land of Lut, Lot. But God is slow to wrath. Repent so that you are shown mercy. He who abandons God is a worm, not a man, and he who does not fear him is dead, not alive.